0: Welcome to Calvary Live. We are so glad you could join us through our podcast. Here at Calvary, we want you to live life at the highest level through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We hope today's message will be an encouragement. This message I want to share today is simply entitled, When Jesus Enters. When Jesus Enters. I'm going to read this passage from Mark chapter 11. And I want to say to you, Calvary family and friends that are joining us wherever you are, joining us today. We're glad you're here. Now, I have some good news in the midst of some of the sobering news of the coronavirus, the statistics, and the numbers we're seeing. I want you to know our hearts are with you. Our concern is for you. We're praying. We're believing. I tell you, every day, Phyllis and I, the first thing in the morning, we join hands. We declare Psalm 91 over you and your family and everything that's involved with you. You're not alone. We hear you, we're with you, and, and we're praying over you today, we're, whatever your situation may be. But I have some good news. In the midst of the closings and the changes and the restrictions, my good news for you today is heaven is still open for business. There is no limit, no restriction, no time frame, no social distancing. You can get as close to God as you want to. Heaven is open for business today. Do you know what? Prayer has not been canceled, healing has not been canceled, miracles have not been canceled. Heaven is open. God is close to you right now. I want to remind you of those unchanging things as we go forward. So this is the Sunday we celebrate around the world as Christians, Palm Sunday. It was the day that Jesus triumphantly rode into Jerusalem. It began the countdown to the cross, the last week of his life. And can I tell you something today? We're going to see some principles about Jesus on this day. And I want to help you with this. Jesus is still entering every life, every home, every situation that will make room for him. So let's read about this event in Mark chapter 11 and verse number 1. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and just as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you doing this? Tell him, the Lord needs it, and will send it back here shortly. They went and found a colt outside in the street tied at a doorway. As they untied it, some people standing there asked, what are you doing? Why are you untying the colt? it was a great day of celebration amazing worship began to happen so what do we learn there are going to be some important things what do we learn today from palm branches from the cult of a donkey and from cloaks what does that say to you to me right here in this moment this palm sunday in april 2020 dealing with the coronavirus what are we going to learn from this event this moment in the life of Jesus well let me tell you the first thing that happens when Jesus enters isn't is that what we need we want him to enter into your home today into your life today into a hospital room wherever we are we want the presence of God so what happens when Jesus enters well the first thing is spontaneous celebration People began to praise him. They began to honor him and bless him. That's where we get the name of this day. It was called Palm Sunday, referred to there. Why? Because people ran to grab anything. This spontaneous worship exploded as Jesus came riding into their presence. They grabbed palm branches and waved them back and forth and shouted praises to God. You see, uh, it was a part of the worship of the Jews from centuries before that when they would come before God to bring an offering, it wasn't because they sinned, it wasn't because they were making restitution, but they just wanted to come before God with an offering and say, Thank you. I recognize what you've done. I remember your goodness to me. And that was called a wave offering. So on that day, as they were looking wondering, what can I do? What, what, what can I do to give praise? They grabbed palm branches and began to wave them and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Welcome. Hosanna, the Lord who saved. The Son of David, the mighty God, is coming near us. And it, it was an incredible explosion. Now, there were two crowds that met At the intersection of Jesus and the cult that day. One was coming with them. One had been traveling with them. One crowd were following him from Jericho. And even before, they had seen the miracles. They had heard his teaching. Oh, look in the crowd. There they are. There's Lazarus. Yes, he's waving a palm branch. Why? Because he was dead four days. And Jesus made him alive. And and look, I see Mary and Martha. They're his sisters. They're still in shock that their brother is standing here with them and they're weeping and praising and waving palm branches a palm branch begins to be a symbol of testimony it begins to be a symbol of gratitude and thanksgiving and there they were this crowd coming with jesus waving palm branches, praising God, remembering what Jesus had done. Just saying, Lord, I want to take a moment and thank you. I want to take this moment and say you've been good to me. You've been faithful to me. You've done miracles. We've seen your mighty hand. That crowd was coming with him. But another crowd came rushing out of the eastern gate of the city of Jerusalem. They heard, Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Jesus is entering. And they just couldn't wait they began running out of the city crowds, multitudes, hundreds of men and women pouring out of the eastern gate, running up the western slope of the Mount of Olives and there he was. And they began to shout and they began to pray. Maybe they hadn't seen him yet. Maybe they had not had their own personal experience with him yet. But you know, they were anticipating. They were expecting. They, they were hoping. Oh, I get to see him now. I'm going to come close to him now. Maybe he heal me. Maybe a miracle is going to happen. And so this great moment of worship converged and literally exploded. The children began to shout and praise and honor God. You know, I was thinking about this moment, and I want to ask you a question right where you are today. If you would have been in that crowd, How would you have praised him that day? What would you be saying? What would you be able to say? You know, we could say this. Lord, you've already been faithful to me. You've been my healer. You've been my provider. What would you wave in your palm branch What would be your testimony? We need to be reminded today on Palm Sunday with the coronavirus. He's the same yesterday. He's the same today. He's going to be the same tomorrow. So you could put me in either one of those crowds because I could say I have seen the goodness of God. I have seen the healing of God. I have seen the provision of God. And you could put me in the other crowd and I could say I know he's still going to do it. I know it's going to Happen. If he did it yesterday, he's going to do it today. My goodness it was a moment and I believe if you and I would have been there we would have had something to praise him for in fact right there in your home I don't know what you're doing but if I was standing there I'd get up on my feet I'd begin to say praise you if I didn't have a palm branch I've got some hands and I would right now where you are begin to say God you've been good to me Lord you've been faithful to me this is what I've seen and this is what I know and I give you worship and I praise you see That's where the palms came from That's what the palm branches teach us Is that he's worthy of praise He is mighty He is faithful We can't forget what God has done You have a testimony Thank God for it today You've seen his faithfulness Thank God for it today He's worthy of that But we read not only Is there something to learn from the palm branches But we read something that's often overlooked There's a story inside the story because we not only learn from the palm branches I think there's something really important for you and I to learn about that colt of a donkey a little insignificant unnamed animal that played a huge role in that day what do what do I learn from that well the first thing I think is really important think of this Jesus was with them, and he says I want you to go on ahead of me into the next village and there you're gonna find the colt of a donkey tied and I want you to find that colt and I want you to bring it back to me well how did he know that the colt was there how did he know where they would find the colt how did he know where it would be tied because he's Jesus. <laughs> because he not only knows yesterday and today, he knows what's going to happen tomorrow. And can I tell you something right now? He said, go on ahead of me. I've got some good news for you today. The, cult, the first thing I learned from that, it makes me remember that although I don't know about tomorrow, he knows about tomorrow. I know who holds tomorrow. I know who's already been there. He's already seen it before it happened. You don't have to fear tomorrow. You don't have to fear next week. You and I don't have to wonder are we going to recover am i ever going to get out of quarantine is the coronavirus going to go i'm going to tell you jesus has already been in tomorrow he's already gone ahead of us and he has a plan waiting for us i can tell you he knows what's coming next and as long as he knows what's coming next i'm going to trust in him it's going to be all right so he says i have something ahead that's, that's been put there. Think of that. It's waiting for this moment. He's already ahead of us. He's your provider. He sees what is needed before you arrive. It was placed waiting for that moment. So you see, he, he knows what's coming. And he knows what's in your tomorrow. He's with you right now. Now, here's the thing that's interesting to me. Think about this. So the colt was there prepared ahead of time. And, and he says he's tied up. The colt's waiting he, he's there waiting. Do you, you know what that tells me? This cult was waiting on the timing of God. This cult had potential, but it had never been recognized yet. Do you know residing in you right now is a holy, godly potential that maybe no one has seen yet. Maybe you haven't recognized yet, but I'm going to tell you something. This challenge that we're walking through right now is going to unleash, untie, set free a potential in you that you never knew was there. We're not going to get weaker. We're going to become stronger. The church is not going anywhere. We're going to be greater than we ever were before i prophesy to the economy and the health and the future of the united states of america i say to you today in god we trust and we're not going down we're going through we're not over we're rising up i say we are going to see an awakening in this nation the potential of the church the the impact of who we are and who you are as an individual. This, this moment of crisis is not going to break us. It's going to release us. You see, God knows what's going on. And the little colt was tied up waiting for someone to come tap his potential. Give him an opportunity to do what he had never done before. You see, he said, no one has ever ridden this colt before. No one's ever ridden him. He had never been able to do what he was born to do. He had never had a chance to do what God created him to do. So I'm thankful right now that what some people see as a crisis, and it is, as a challenge, and it is, we see that. But we see something else. We see Jesus who's already gone ahead of us. We see Jesus who knows something about us that we don't even know about ourselves. I just heard in my spirit someone has been saying, I don't think I can make it. I don't have what it takes. I'm not making it through. I want to say to you today, the Spirit of God says that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world today. Greater is the one in control. You are going to make it. You have the ability in Jesus Christ. You're going to do some things you've never done before because God is going to meet you in that moment. You see when Jesus enters, everything changes. When Jesus enters, potential becomes reality. The future becomes the present. The moment is powerful. Potential is untied. Anointing is is loosed into the moment. And and it's powerful. When Jesus enters, he sees something in you that you didn't even see in yourself. And he begins to make greater things, not less things. No, I like this. He says, watch this. He said, now, uh, if anyone asks you, what are you doing? If somebody tries to stop you, he says, you say, the Lord needs it. See, when you and I are moving on in our journey, when you and I are following the Lord, there may be someone who tries to stop you. There may be something that tries to derail your purpose and your plan for being on the earth at this time. And if anything tries to stop you in this moment where Jesus is entering your life, all you have to do is say, The Lord, the Lord. The Lord. Do you know what I know? When I use the name of Jesus, everything has to back up. If coronavirus is trying to stop you from your purpose and potential and your destiny, all you have to do is say, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. If the economy is trying to stop you from the next season of your life, just look it in the face and say, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. See, if fear is trying to rob you of of any peace, any sleep, any rest, I want you to stand up, get up out of your bed, stand on the floor and say, In the name of Jesus, fear you leave my house fear you go away from me. In fact, right now where you are, I think you need to stand up and just say, in the name of Jesus nothing will stop me. Nothing will slow me down. I have a plan. I have a purpose. I have a destiny. Jesus has entered the moment and unleashed my potential and nothing in hell can stop me from being what God called me to be. If they try to stop you, just say the Lord. Just say the Lord. And I, and I love this. I love this the Lord needs you wow did you know that the Lord has need of you you're not unimportant you're not somebody without purpose and plan the Lord needs you in this big moment the Lord needs you that's why God is for you that's why the name of Jesus is so powerful the Lord needs you you, you say what do you mean nobody knows who I am I'm like that little colt. no one's ever ridden me before No one's ever seen what I could do. No one's ever had the opportunity to see what God put me on this earth to do. But God sees that. And God knows that. The Lord needs you. Listen to what I'm telling you today. The Lord needs you. Don't underestimate yourself. Don't underestimate this moment. When Jesus enters, everything changes. What do we learn on Palm Sunday? What do we learn on this day of the triumphal entry? That that the Lord needs you. That he enters this moment. That circumstances have not restricted him, limited him, limited him, or bound him. The Lord needs you. You mean God needs somebody like me? No one knows who I am. Nobody knows my name. I've never had a chance to prove myself. I've always been in the shadow. I've always been on the side. It's your time. Do you hear me? It's your time. It's your moment. It's your season. This season is not to destroy you. This season is to release you. See, the coronavirus is going to pass. And what are we going to come out of it? What are we going to bring out of it? Jesus wants to enter this moment. And, and he needs you in this moment. See, you, you might have been waiting so long that you've forgotten <laughs> the waiting is going to come to an end. You may have been over here tied up so long you never thought your moment would come. Get ready. Get ready, when Jesus enters, everything changes. You know, I even thought about that word, the donkey was tied up. Maybe you've been tied up. Maybe life has bound you and fear has bound you and, and circumstances have bound you. And you might say, well, you know, look at me, I'm all tied up. But when Jesus enters, you're loosed in the name of Jesus. And it's never too late. I'm going to tell you, there's a lot to learn from that little colt of a donkey. So the palm branches are speaking to us today. The coat of a donkey is speaking to us today. But but there's one more story in the story that I want to share before we finish today. See, what about the cloaks that they put on the ground? What about the cloaks? What do we learn from that? Well, if we're going to understand that, we've got to back up a little bit on his journey that day. And I want to go to Mark chapter 10. And I want to go to verse number 46. There's one more story in the story that you need to hear today, that you need to learn, that you need to understand about Jesus entering this moment with us. Mark 10 and verse 46. In fact, this is the last miracle before the triumphal entry. This was the last miracle before the events we just read. And there's a story inside the story here. They came to Jericho. As Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city. They were headed to Jerusalem. That We just read the account, all right? They were leaving the city. There was a blind man, Bartimaeus. That is, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside, begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout. He began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have Mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet. You be quiet. You control yourself. And what did Bartimaeus do? The Bible says, he shouted all the more. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called to the blind man. Cheer up on your feet. He's calling you. Watch this. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet, and he came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you, Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Immediate, go, said Jesus. Your faith has healed you. And immediately, he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. Now, I have something here that I want you to see. There, there, there was a, a cloak that he had. There was something that was his outer garment. And the Bible tells us that, that that when Jesus came by, there was an amazing thing Bartimaeus did. But let's make sure that you and I can relate to this moment. For you see, uh, maybe you saw something that was similar to you in that calf. You unridden, unproven, on, on weight, not yet releasing and understanding your potential. And, 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 and maybe there's a connection here with Bartimaeus. For you see, just like the donkey waiting to be untied, here was Bartimaeus waiting on the side of the road, tied up with his limitation and, 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 and waiting, held back. Maybe, maybe you feel like I'm held back by the quarantine. Maybe you feel held back by the restrictions that are going on. Jesus knows how to enter into the moments of people who are waiting, who are bound, who are narrow, who are wondering what can happen. But I believe you, like Bartimaeus, while you've been waiting and sensing confinement and delay, you have something in you, and you know there's more to you than what's happened to this point in your life. You know there's something there, so he begins to shout, "Jesus, have!" mercy on me. He didn't get religious. He didn't plead his case. He didn't say I deserve it. He didn't try to impress Jesus. He just said I've waited as long as I can wait. I'm not pleading my case. I'm not saying in my name. I'm saying have mercy on me. And just like the cult, Jesus, remember he said if somebody tries to stop you, give them my name. Well, the people tried to stop him. Do you know that when you try to step up and rise up and have faith in this moment there may be someone that tells you you need to be quiet you need to go away you don't know what you're talking about oh listen to me my dear friend as men and women of faith we understand the reality of this virus we know that it's real that it's dangerous that it's deadly we know that it is still spreading our hearts are heavy for people that that are encountering this we are praying daily Feeding daily, encouraging daily, calling on the Lord daily, standing with people. We don't even know why. Because we're touched with what's going on in their life. But I'm going to tell you, in the midst of that, go ahead anyway and say, Jesus, Have mercy on me. Jesus, I know there's more to me than sitting on a roadside, hindered and limited. And they said, you be quiet. He said, no, I'm not. It's my moment. Jesus is entering right now. There's a moment happening for you. And so they say, okay. Jesus stopped. He said, come to him. Oh, do you know that? He caught the attention of Jesus. And Jesus said, bring him here. And when they said, bring him here, you realize what the Bible said? They said, when Bartimaeus got up, the cloak that had been his warmth and his security and his identity, oh, Bartimaeus got up and said, I'm not going to need that anymore. Do you know a blind man in that day under Roman rule that beggars had to have a license to beg? And, And their license was identified by the cloak That they wore. And so, as you would walk the roadsides of Palestine, if you saw someone with a particular cloak that was their license to beg, it was legal for them to ask for alms. And so, Bartimaeus, by faith, in that moment, When Jesus called him, before the healing ever happened, he knew that if Jesus called him, if Jesus entered the moment, everything was going to change in his life. So Bartimaeus didn't wait for anything else. He took off his cloak. He said, I don't need the identity of a beggar anymore. I'm not going to live the rest of my life tied up, limited, and on hold forever. He said, if Jesus has entered, I don't need that anymore. I don't need the identity. The security, the crutch of who I've been and what I've done, I'm throwing the cloak down. And what happened? He was healed. Now, here's what I want you to see with me in this moment. You say, well, Pastor, what does that have to do? (laughs) What does that have to do with the triumphal entry? Because if you read, the Bible says here in chapter 10, after he was healed, the Bible says he followed Jesus along the road. See, we're wondering, we're asking, What about the cloaks? Well, remember when Jesus called him, he threw his cloak down. I don't need it. I don't need it and you know what I believe is he was following Jesus he was telling everybody I was blind and now I can see I was by the roadside crying for mercy and he healed me and they began to say whoa 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 what happened tell me about it and he said well I was crying for mercy Jesus said come to me and I got up and threw my cloak down and as I got there he healed me so the word spreads his testimony's racing down the road to Jerusalem in front of him And as people are praising God, they're saying, there's Bartimaeus. There's Bartimaeus. Yeah, that's the beggar of Jericho. Look, he can see. Whoa, 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 look at him. Where's his cloak? They said he threw it down, and and, and Jesus healed him. So somebody says, well, well, I'm going to throw my cloak down, and there goes, and another cloak, and somebody else said, I want to be healed today, and another cloak, and suddenly cloaks were flying through the air, and people were shouting, if you did it for him, you can do it for him me and the road was covered with the residue of one man's testimony. I'm telling you today I don't want you to break anything but I want you to get up and you you ought to throw something right now. Throw a pillow off your couch on the floor or, or throw a piece of paper but right now I want you to say, if he did it for them, he's going to do it for me. He's the same God today that he has always been. I want the worship team to come join me, and I want you to stand up. Come on, we're going to pray together right now. We're going to pray. What have we learned today? What have we learned? We've learned this, that praise is what happens When Jesus enters, we've learned from the little cult of a donkey that God has a timing and a purpose and a potential in your life. We've learned from the cloaks of the former blind man that your testimony will challenge and encourage the faith of everybody around you. When Jesus enters, everything changes. When Jesus enters, we'll never be the same again. Right now, our crew is is texting me, prayer requests that you've sent in uh, people that are calling for prayer and asking for needs come on right now begin to send them here we're going to pray for you they're beginning to come and I'm going to say this that that God is able and we're going to pray while these are coming and they're beginning to come in here's what I want to say to you right now those of you that are listening with me the very first person that I want to pray for is that one yes you who didn't plan to watch today who didn't tell anyone else you were online today because you've identified yourself as an unbeliever. You've identified yourself as someone who doesn't belong. You've been wearing a cloak that says, I don't believe in Jesus. Your cloak, your identity has been the one that says, I'm wounded. I'm hurt. I'm disappointed. Life has been hard and I don't believe anymore. I don't believe there is a God. I don't believe he knows who I am. I don't believe he cares for me. And that's the identity that you've been laboring under for too long. But today, mercy means you're going to give me something I don't deserve. You're going to do something for me that I could never earn. So today, my friend, would you give Jesus the opportunity to enter your life? Would you give him this moment? doesn't matter where you are, how long you've been tied up. How long you've been on hold. How unfair life may have seemed to have been. It's not too late. If your identity has been doubt and fear and anger and bitterness, he understands that. If you've worn the heavy cloak of despair and depression, he understands that. But right now, I want you to look at me. He'll take that burden off of you. And he'll take that identity off of you. And he wants to change your life. Would you pray with me right there, right where you are? Come on, I'll help you pray, but you're going to have to pray with me. Father, I pray with my friend right now. Life's been hard for them, and this moment seems to be the toughest they've ever known. But they're not alone. Jesus wants to enter their heart, their life, the situation. So you simply say, Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I'm coming home. Would you come live in my heart? changed me from the inside out thank you for dying on the cross for me thank you for paying for my sins i believe in you i trust you you're the son of god you're my savior i ask you to save me today come live in my heart and save me today i declare jesus is my savior today i ask for forgiveness today my life changes today the heavy burden the old identity is gone and you found christ i'm so happy for you would you just reach out to us right now let us know what God has done. We we can't wait to celebrate with you. And I want to pray for those that that need healing today. As you've called in and you've messaged in and you're, you're needing prayer, I want to pray for you today. We sang that beautiful song, It's His Breath. It's your breath in my lungs. It's your breath in my lungs. When God breathes, when Jesus enters, sickness flees. Flee, will flee. Viruses will flee. Health come. I pray for you today in the holy name of Jesus. I say coronavirus, stop. I say coronavirus, set them free. Sickness and disease, you have to go. I pray healing for you in the name of Jesus. People have asked you to pray for their business, that supplies will be sufficient, that the business can continue to operate. I pray for your job. I pray for your business. I pray for the economy for our country. I pray for provision for you and your family. I stop lack and poverty and loss in the name of Jesus, and we release provision in Jesus' name. I pray for our health care providers. Thank you for what you do now, for every doctor and every nurse, for every uh, technician, every assistant, every employee in the hospitals, our paramedics, our first responders, our police and our firemen, I pray over you today. Protection and safety, Psalm 91, that you are dwelling in the shadow of the Most High, that you're protected by the Almighty God. I pray the name of Jesus over you today. I pray for you today. I pray that peace comes and hope will come in your life. I pray for an awakening in this nation I pray in the name of Jesus Come on, join with me I know it's a radical prayer But I pray the virus stops I pray it ceases I pray it dissipates I pray around this globe That the coronavirus dies And revival and awakening arises I pray for our government Our president, our vice president His response team Our governors, our local and state authorities I pray for you today In the name of Jesus, God is faithful. God is faithful. When Jesus enters, everything changes. When Jesus enters, everything changes. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can connect with us live each Wednesday and Sunday through our social media pages. If today's message has blessed you, please rate and review us so that more people can hear this message of Christ. Find out more about Calvary on our website at calvaryassembly.org.